my name is Ralph and welcome to Real Peer Fetish Talks Real Peer Play. It is an Instagram live setting or a podcast where we talk about anything kinky, sober and everything in between. I'll bring my guest in. Hello. Hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm very well and you? Let me just I'm doing great. A little bit. Yeah. Um, I can get get my my face my face in the frame. <laughs> That's the I know. Uh, welcome to the live. Thank you. Looking very Thank handsome. You. I try my best. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome. And um, the, uh, you, if you have listened to the podcast before, I start with four standard questions, and then we just see where the conversation goes. Perfect. Fantastic. Let me just find my notes one moment. What do I? What do you prefer? I call you uh, names, pronouns, and title. Yeah. Um. You can. My full scene name is Phrygian Monk. You can just call me Monk because Phrygian is, it can be a bitch to spell. Um, I do use they, them pronouns. And as far as any titles, um, just Monk is okay. Fantastic. Second question. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I am 22 years old. I'm a current college music student. And on the side, I say on the side, but it's kind of a big part of my life. Um, I do BDSM and leather. Um, I've been lucky enough to start presenting at places such as Los Angeles and um, other online spaces. Um, and I've really just enjoyed living an authentic life focused around the things that I like to do. Fantastic. 22. That's, yes. that's quite an achievement at 22. Well done, you. Thank you. <laughs> um, third question, completely sober, clear-headed, or social drinker? Um, I, as far as play goes, completely sober. Um, I enjoy being in the moment with people, and I think a part of that is being um, sober when I play. Um, I am not opposed to a drink with uh, friends on a night out, but... Um, especially when it comes to interacting with people in the community, I like to be sober. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, what is clear play to you and why is it important? Clear play to me is about being in the moment. You know, I believe that um, the things we do are all about connection. You know, that's what drew me to this community and that's why I've invested so much time into it is that I've been able to develop connections unlike any other place. Um, and so a part of that is, um, again, as we talked about being sober, but also just being intentional about being in the moment. Um, that's what I really like. Fantastic. So you mentioned you were 22. Um, yes. how do you, how do you find navigating the kink scene at that age? And mm -hmm. I, I remember when I was 24 and I definitely got a lot of pushback for not being mature enough or not being knowledgeable enough or right. nothing to put it in. I'm, I was quite curious what your experience is around that, especially you mentioned you've uh, practiced um, or been involved with the King community for approximately five years. Um, we're a little over four and a half, so I've been rounding up, but yeah, um, I started pretty much right after my 18th birthday. Um, turned 18, I turned um, 23 in November, so that'll mark about five years there. Um, as far as my experiences in the community, I am someone who grew up around older people a lot. Um, so when I was born, um, I was adopted, actually. And my father was a pastor um, at a Presbyterian church. And so the average age was about 60s or 70s. So I spent 
many of the formative years of my life um, interacting with people much older than I. And I think consequently, I've just become comfortable around that kind of group of people. Um, and I've always tried to carry myself as such, you know, um, and I think that greatly shaped my experience. I definitely, when I first came in, um, it was a very small community. I actually, <laughs> I, I could tell you stories about some of the people who walked in at the first bunch where I was like, oh my gosh, I know you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, but it was an amazing and supportive community. And um, they all had a very mature outlook on kink and BDSM. And that definitely has transferred over to me. Um, and so I, I will say when I go into a new space, there's always that little bit of, huh, you're very young, you're, mm. you know. Um, but oftentimes it's just a matter of um, getting to know people. And I haven't had too many um, naysayers or issues in that regards with my age. I, I, I've, I've had a couple of situations when around like 22, 23, where mm. people were kind of like, you're doing all these things now. What are you going to do when you're in your mid 30s? My response right. to that now is being a recovering addict, but still doing kink. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Well, and, and see, that's why I was like, I'm doing these things now, and it's because I love to do them. I'm probably still going to be doing these things in my 30s, you know? Am I going to be doing more in my 30s? Well, I would hope so, but, you know, it's like, I'm doing these things as long-term loves. It's not like bright, hosh, hot flash paper or anything. It's a, it's a long burn, so... Absolutely. You mentioned that you, you were adopted and, and your, your, your father was a pastor. Yes. How much does he know of your um, extra, literally, um, um, can't pronounce that word, uh, extra activities you do in your spare time? You know, um, considering the fact he's walked on, on me more than once wearing more leather than is what normally socially acceptable, probably some. Um, <laughs> I, it's not dinner table conversation, I will tell you that, but um, it, it's just kind of a, a live and let live situation, I think. Um, also, I'm usually not home. Um, I go to school in a different part of the state, so um, I'm really only back for the summer. So, Fantastic. Where, where, where are you from? Um, I'm originally from a super small town in California, um, which I will not disclose my hometown, but uh, I currently study uh, music in Sacramento, our state's capital. Fantastic. What kind of music? Um, a whole variety. I am someone who's always loved classical music, and that's what I'm going to school for. Um, but I do also play a lot of jazz and some rock and roll and heavy metal as well. Fantastic. You, yeah. you need to come over for either Antwerp Lever Weekend or Folsom, because they do uh, kink or uh, kink in, uh, classic in kink. Yeah, no, I, I love to travel, um, and I do plan on going to San Francisco at some point in time, because there's a lot there. So your background is quite supportive, I, I almost get the impression. Yeah, the original people I was with, um, just my original community, very knowledgeable people, very mature people, um, and very much family. Um, you know, there was really only like... 20 or 30 people so everyone knew each other it was a case of everyone was friends you know not a lot of drama thank goodness so I was really brought in as like the the new person which was really awesome fantastic fantastic so you are um bdsm and lover practitioner presenter and all-around lover that's yes. how, how you describe yourself in your your text 
Can you, yes, can you elaborate a little bit on that? I do love the comment at the end of and, and lover because <laughs> a lot of people, when they think BDSM, they think rough and, and pain and so on. But it's also very tender. And, and that's right. why I like your little comment at the end. Right. I For me, it's the same as music. You know, um, I have a very integral connection to music. It, it's a part of my life. It's a part of, you know, everything that I do. Um, and I view this the same way, right? It is a huge part of who I am. It is an integral part of like who I am. You know, like when I describe myself to people, that's something that comes up all the time. Um, so that's kind of how I, I view my journey with this lifestyle as well as with music, just being a love of my life, you know. I would say it's my second love, <laughs> right? Right after music. Right after music. Music is a big love of mine as well. I sing in, in the London Gay Men's Chorus. And it's, oh, it's, 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 it's one of the things I re-engaged with uh, when I started the journey on becoming sober. It was very important to me because a lot of my creativity went away with drug use and um, mm -hmm. alcohol use. So it, it, it's definitely such a big... It, in, uh, intrinsical part of my day-to-day -day life and it takes Excellent. a lot of space because you have to practice 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 and practice it oh. does and and i think that's why i like both kink and music there there's intention you know um i practice my music to get better i intentionally work towards a goal and it, it's the same with kink you know whether i'm learning a new skill or developing my dynamic it is an intentional thing that i'm doing i'm setting my mind to something and i'm putting all my focus into it so it, it, it's it's lovely to do yeah you so you you talk about um you do presentations how, mm -hmm. how does that work do you like uh workshops or um do you vlog someone in public what what, <laughs> what, what how does that work I'm a combination of both, really. Um, I got started presenting in uh, during COVID. And so with that, it looked a little bit different than it normally does for people. You know, um, I tend to present a lot on the platform Discord. Um, it's an amazing space and it, it has the tools necessary. You know, it, it's sometimes a little tricky to figure out, but um, I got started presenting there. And since, or should back up a lot of what i present is one-on-one stuff you know being that i'm 22 years old i really took a look at the community and said i see a lot of older white people educating which is not bad they are some very knowledgeable people you know and i respect so many of them but it's sometimes nice to add a little diversity and some people learn better from people around their age um and so that's where i thought i would start presenting for people um, who are just getting into the community, who are young, because oftentimes, you know, there is a little bit of pushback in those spaces. Oh, you're, you're 19 years old. That is ridiculous. How could, you know? <laughs> so I really wanted to create a space where like, you know, you can be young and knowledgeable. That, that is allowed, you know, that is, it's not, it's not even that it's allowed. It, it is, you are, that's who you are, you know? Um, so that, that's kind of why I, how I got started and why I got started. Do, do you find it, it, it different to um, equally on the young bit, but there's also your person of color. How do you mm -hmm. find like navigating the fetish? As you mentioned, the fetish crowd is quite white. Um, 
I'm not proving it at all. I'm probably the wisest person you'll meet. Um, So it's how do you find navigating that? I know it's gotten better with years, but it's still, I would say the black community in the King team is quite underrepresented. Yes, yes. Um, It's interesting. Um, And I think the biggest thing is fetishization. Um, I've definitely had people send me recon messages where like, I, I remember one that sticks out to me was just like a series of pictures um, that denoting or was like, I think they called it black supremacy um, and just like very heavily playing on like racial lines there. And wow, <laughs> getting opening that message was just like, oh, they didn't even say hi first. You you just sent those pictures and then said hello. And, you know, it just kind of it sometimes boggles my mind how people focus in on that so much. You know, it's like, oh, my gosh, this person has dark skin and all, you know, and it's like, I'm a whole person. <laughs> you know, when I get to know someone, especially for play, I like to know about them as a person. You know, I'm not just like, you have what I like, I want. You know, it's, oh, I want to see about you as a person. What's your personality like? What are your interests, both inside and out of kink? You know, um, are you a, a nerd like I am? Do you love music? Do we like the same kind of music? Um, and so I, I still see um, a lot of that jumping to, oh, you have what I like. In this case, it is dark skin, um, which is it, I, th- I think it's the biggest issue I see. Um, I've been very fortunate that I have not come across um, really any overt racism or profiling. Um, and I'm incredibly lucky, uh, but I, I definitely have seen firsthand a lot of how people can take fetish and turn it into fetishization. Yeah. It, it's, it's when people make an assumption of what is behind a picture depending on skin tone. I, as as of course I'm I'm white, so then I, I don't get that kind of generalization. Um, mm. But I do as as a recovering addict. I a lot of times people assume I'm HIV positive, or um, and and it's 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 just interesting that you, people just jump to a conclusion instead of just asking the question. I think we've been so desensitized when it comes to interacting with people online that mm-hmm. we just jump to the juggler and it's like this is what i want <laughs> and this looks like i can get it from you absolutely the internet has made people bold i like to say um and it's it is especially the case with the pandemic where we didn't have in person interactions you know um i went months at the beginning of the pandemic without really talking to anybody, just interacting online with people. And I think there's actually been like a cultural mindset shift in how, in how we interact, you know, Um, people are so used to the anonymity or the perceived anonymity of the internet that they can just say some of the most interesting and wild things without a second thought, you know, just being like, Oh, it's the internet. Um, But I definitely agree um, just with the amount of interaction that I get, online it, it's much different than how the interactions they get in person um so yeah and and you you come as the generation that grew up with the internet you you, you probably don't remember a time without really you know i i was right on the cusp um given that we lived in such a rural area um we really only had like dial-up 
until I think 2008. Um, you so I, I, love <laughs> I yeah. did. I, I still remember distinctly the sounds and <laughs> oh boy. Um, so like there's, I, I may be more of the exception than the rule. I do remember a bit of the time before, like consistent internet connection or things like that. But um, for the vast majority of my peers, yes, you know, um, iPhones came out when I was two years old. Um, most people I knew had iPhones by the time they were uh, certainly in high school, but many in middle school as well. So, you know, it really growing up with technology in that sense. Yeah. Um, how, how did you find BDSM and Lever and so on? Because it's, it, you, you say you grew up in quite a rural area. Um, mm. Of course, you had the internet, so you can get your inspiration from there. A lot of it. Right. Like, a lot of younger fetish men get a lot of their ideas and inspirations from online now. Uh, yes. Especially Instagram is a big one because it's such a visual media. Um, mm. where, where, where did your love of kink start? Um, so it actually started <laughs> way younger than it should have, I will admit. Um, I've always been a reader. I love to read. And I eventually started gravitating towards like romantic books. And as a part of that, there was kink and fetish involved in that. Um, and that's when I started researching. You know, I just started looking at places. Um, I found FetLife again earlier than I should have. Um, but seeing how that there was a community it was really comfort to me to me especially as a younger person um being like i'm not alone you know and i think that's really what prompted me to join the community so early was like i was excited to pe meet people like me you know no idea what i was getting into um but i was just excited to meet people like uh who were into the same things as i was um and so that's how i got into the community with leather it actually started more over the pandemic um, I was actually on Twitter and saw the picture of, you know, the Leatherman, big boots with the jacket and the cap. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's cool. I, I like that. that. That's amazing. Um, and so I started looking into that more. You know, uh, it was a pandemic. I had nothing but time. And so that's kind of where I started my journey with leather. Fantastic. Fantastic. You mentioned earlier when I asked about pronouns, you go by they, them. Yes. Um, and we explore that a little bit. It's, it's not, it's sure, yeah. a, a, lot of, a lot of the guys I interview on here uh, go by he, him. Um, mm. And I'm always, I'm always, I go by he, him as well. And it's, it's something I'm still learning. I'm still learning to not forget. Um, but it's <laughs> right. okay to make mistakes as long as you just don't make a big deal of it correct yourself and move on. Yep. But how did you get to the point where it's like, do you know what? I don't quite identify either or the other way. Yeah. I started talking to a partner um, and, you know, they used um, she, they pronouns at the time. And so I was talking with them and I was just like, what, what got you to this point? You know, I, I basically asked the same question that you did. I'm like, I find this interesting because I kind of also feel, I felt like a little bit of a calling me like calling myself a man didn't quite feel right. You know, not in like the derogatory, I'm not a man sense. No, it's just yeah. like, I, I'm definitely masculine, you know, and I embrace masculinity, but like, 
that's not quite where I was going. And so they took the time to explain to me, like, well, here's what this is, here's what these mean. And like, oh, it's really cool, you know. Um, and at the end of the day, I kind of just realized I am myself, first and foremost, you know. And that's, I, I think, one of the impetus, the impetus that I chose to use they, them pronouns was I am a unique individual, you know, um, characterized by I have my style, my fashion, everything. But at the end of the day, I'm not a part of that binary. I like, I just don't feel a connection with that binary. So it's, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's something I'm still learning about. It's just like when I was a kid, my mom let me be who exactly what I wanted to be. If that mm -hmm. meant going into her wardrobe, dressing up in dresses, all this, there was no, I never had any constraints when it came to expression when I was a kid. I didn't necessarily mm -hmm. put any words on it. I just, it was in the 80s. So I don't think there was a lot of words for it at that point. Right. But my mom never put constraints on me. But I've noticed in my, as, as being a grown up now, I put constraints on myself um where certain things will make me uncomfortable and i'm and and i still question why is this making you uncomfortable you're just right. following everyone else and you stick you your brain is wired to the binary where it, it's all something we've made up mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah and and that's kind of what i started to realize with it was what when i was thinking about like what is a man? Like, what is using he, him? And the more I started to think about it, I was like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> you know, like there, there are definitely, um, how do I, historically it, it may have made sense to classify people, you know, it, in those times it's like, oh, this makes sense because we as humans are curious people, but we're also rational people. We like things to be classified. You know, it's why we have time. It's why we go to work at a certain time. These hours are considered acceptable for this, you know. And I just started to realize we like to classify things, but at what point can we stop, <laughs> you know? At what point can we say, we don't necessarily need to classify this. We, we don't need to put this thing here. Sometimes things can just exist. It's, I think it's important, and, and, and especially when, when we talk about like the classic leather man, or uh, it, it, it's, you have to be so careful that it doesn't become toxic masculinity instead. It has to be a certain way, you have to look a certain way, you have to have a certain expression on your face. There's a lot of leather men standing around looking like they're constipated, to be honest. Uh, and the whole yes. concept of you're not allowed to smile when you're in a scene. No, no, you're having fun, so you're allowed to smile. You don't have to look angry all the time. If it's a part of your aesthetic and you're part of that scene and you have to look a bit mean and grumpy, fine. That's something you agree with the partner you're with. Yep. But if, if I wanna go out and be smiley and bubbly and so on, no one's gonna tell me not to. Um, exactly. I, I'll, I'll mention a little story where I'd been to Antwerp Lever Pride and someone contacted me online and just went, oh, you were really, really hot. I really fancied you, but you're too feminine. Huh. And it's like, what's the point of your writing to me if you're just going to tell me that actually the personality I have doesn't match with you? What, what's the point of this? What is the point with this interaction? Exactly. 
Yeah, I, I'm someone who likes to smile. You know, smiling is absolutely my default. Um, even like even when I'm playing, I have a smirk or some kind of smile on my face. Um, and again, fortunately, that's something I've never really received any comments on. But I do notice, like you know, when I'm going to bars and stuff a lot of people just like sit there brooding in the corner and I'm like, don't you want to be here? You know, like, are you having fun? I need to check. Are you having a good time? Cause you don't look like you are. Well, I've had people tell me that and on other occasions, like smile a little bit. It was like, no, yeah. if I don't want to smile, I'm not going to smile. You're not going to tell me what to do. Um, unless he's really hot and he wants to dominate me, then I might <laughs> when he tells me to. <laughs> right, exactly. So, um, so you like music, you're a bit of, I'm, I'm getting a sense that you're a bit of a geek. Yes. Um, what, what interests do you have like outside music and lever as well? What, what, what bring, what brings you, I, I know a lot of fetish men have like passions and, and mm. geekiness in them. It seems to be an ongoing theme with a lot of fetish men. Absolutely. I am a huge fan of all sorts of games. Um, I love tabletop role-playing games. Um, I've recently been getting into Warhammer 40k. Um, I've also been a Dungeons and Dragons player for as long as I can remember. Um, I also play video games. I, that was a great point of connection for me during the pandemic. Um, but also just like games in general. I am considered to be a Scrabble champion you know i i, I know Definitely. my way around the scrabble board um and monopoly is another favorite of mine um i do not flip the board <laughs> you know <laughs> i don't get angry I, um see i have a temper i'm not good with board games if it's not going my way I, I definitely have to watch out for who I play with because I do get competitive. I, I don't get angry when I'm losing. I just get more determined. Um, but I've learned that is not the case with everybody. Some people really don't like to lose. Um, so I have to be careful who I'm playing Monopoly with because I've seen it turn bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not very good at losing. Um, I, this is one of the reasons I don't play Ludo. Um, uh, yes. And my family normally just like, oh, we're just going to hit Ralph home constantly and I'll just have a complete tantrum. Yes. Um, so what was your first piece of, what was your first piece of gear? It was a, it was the, the worst vest ever that I ordered on Amazon. You know, being a college student, I have what might, one might consider a limited budget. Um, mm. So I think it was like a $30 vest off of Amazon. It was way too long for me. Um, you know, it, it fit, but like, I was ecstatic when I got it. You know, I remember it arriving in the mail and I was just like, oh my gosh, yes, this is so cool. And I put it on and I'm like, oh, this looks amazing, you know. Um, but it, 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 it's sentimental to me. Um, as I said, does it fit well? No. <laughs> but but it, it it's more about the meaning. Um, I recently got a different vest, which I wear more now, but um, it, it's definitely going to be the one piece that always has a place on my wall. So, well, um, I'm assuming you have floggers. Yes, I do. Um, I, 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 I'm quite sure I've seen a, a few, fair few of them on um, on on your Instagram. Um, yes. What, what's your favorite? It would be the first one I got too. Uh, that was that was actually my first toy. Um, that one was a considerably better purchase. I still use it all the time, actually. Um, but that 
it was a very nice looped uh, flogger. I just saw it and I fell in love with it. I liked the look, and so I purchased it. And again, it, it's one of my favorite pieces to this day. So, is there, do do you have a, a favorite technique when it comes to floggers? It's it's it's. Uh are you more, they have to stand like this over up against a wall or the tight down? What was your favorite? Uh, huge fan of St. Andrew's crosses. Um, that's, that, that's kind of where I, I go. And I like them because there's a lot of um, variety you can do. You know, um, you get access to the whole back as well as the thighs and, and pretty much everything. You know, um, and it's also nice since I'm not always the tallest person compared to other people. I'm five foot eight. Um, so, you know, it, it, it puts people at a good angle for plenty. Yeah, it's, 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 it's the angle is always very important. So you can hit the right places, don't do any damage. We, we had some yes. great master classes last week uh, with Fetish Week here in London where there was someone that demonstrated where not to hit like around where the kidneys are and so on so it's it's there's a lot of you have to kind of think because a lot of people when they think think the internalized organs they think the front they don't think right. the back i'm yes i i knew stuff but i think a lot of people kind of assume the organs is on the front but of course the back is attached to the front so <laughs> but but you don't put one and two together kind of thing Exactly. Um, and that, that's been a huge thing for me. Um, I also teach master classes on vlogging. And a part of it is just a little bit of an anatomy lesson being like, hey, um, you have a very important organ right here. And you don't want to, you don't want to damage it. Um, and the way I kind of explain it is like, uh, talk to someone who's had kidney stones, it feels like back pain, you know, at first. Um, and you just have to be aware of like, there, there are organs everywhere. You know, our body has space and it uses it. So um, it's always important to be careful and cognizant of um, anatomy when you're playing. So as, as I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to bring it up again, um, as, as a younger person, have you had people around your age group a, a approach you with like curiosity to as as with everything representation <laughs> is so important yeah i'm going to do that why i think um young fetish men um presenting uh online and educating and so on it's it's so important um yeah how 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 have you found that interaction with with younger uh, new newcomers I like it. Um, it. It's really kind of like uh, a peer interaction. You know, um, I, um, when I went to my last college, was a tutor. And so I, I look at it very much the same, you know, being able to talk with uh, your peers and share information. So. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> I, I get the same with people contacting me when they just become sober. And it's, it's so important. Um, I also now have younger guys write me because I'm now <laughs> right. in my late 30s. So I now started attracting people of a certain age, which is nice. But it's, yes. it's, 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 um, it's because I don't really think of myself as being late 30s in my head. It's, it's quite funny. Um, Absolutely. Um, so you do education around that, which is so great. And it's, it's so important. Um, how um how do you find like 
doing your um you do a lot of pictures here on instagram how do you find like posting stuff like that online and and the interaction you get from that um generally positive i mean i haven't had anything negative happen yet um i do keep separate accounts um mm. this is a you know a kink only account um but <clears throat> i have been fortunate to cultivate a community of people who are supportive and and i think that's the big thing um is people who are supportive of my journey me etc cetera, etc cetera, you know um <clears throat> It's definitely been an empowerment journey. Um, I was someone who in high school, I played lineman, you know, overweight, wrestled heavyweight. Um, and that came with a little bit of insecurity, you know, being the person on the football team who wasn't ripped like everybody else. Um, but kind of through growing up and learning to embrace myself as a, as a person, you know, um, that came with a lot of empowerment. And I think that's led me to the point where I feel comfortable and almost like furthering my journey by sharing pictures. Yeah. You, you mentioned like being in high school and you wasn't the, the smallest person there. Um, how like I, you come off as a very confident person in the way you present yourself online. Mm. And um, how have you found like, portraying more body body positivity if you could say um that for me i think was a matter of learning to be okay with myself you know um i've always been an advocate for body positivity for others but like that seemed to stop it myself mm. you know i'd be like like no you you are an amazing human being you're so much more than just this one thing you know and even that one thing it, it, it's you you know, and then I get to myself and I'm like, I am horrible. <laughs> you know, there was a lot of negative self-talk and um, it, it took me sitting with myself and being like, what's going on here? Like, do, do the same things you're not saying, you're saying to everyone else, not apply to yourself. You know, these things you're saying about other people, do you not believe them about yourself too? You know, because you, you are a person, <laughs> you, you are the same as everyone else. So what's, what's with the like difference here? Um, and, and I think that's where that, that mindset had to shift for me. Um, and, and that's when I really started to gain more confidence, more self-acceptance. Um, and, and there are days, I'm, I'm not perfect. There are still days where I'm like, oh, I don't like myself. But um, it's the case of reminding myself, you know, I'll, I'll make myself look in the mirror and be like, hey, you're good. I, I like this. I'm liking what I'm seeing. Um, and that, that always does a lot to help myself. It's, it's, a, I have my bad days as well. I, I, we all have things we don't like about ourselves. And, and I think that's very, it's almost a human condition. There will be things you will pick at where other people might not even see it. Um, so I definitely have my days where I don't like what I see in the mirror. Um, and, and it's, it's, it can be quite hard to get yourself out of that negative <laughs> thinking um we are our own worst critic really um, absolutely and then and, and sometimes if you get into that headspace then feed off the people who are giving the positivity online or your friends and so on listen to what they're saying to you if if, you, if they're not saying the things you're saying in your head then what you what your brain is telling you at the time is not necessarily true it's just negative voice yes um, i've definitely um 
gone back and look at looked at comments from pictures that I've posted and been like, I like that, you know, and it's not even an ego boost thing for me. It's just reminding myself that like, I am not what I'm telling myself, you know, there are other people in this world and they're saying different things about me than I'm saying about myself. Yeah. And those things are good. So. It's, it's, it's some, some of the stuff we tell ourselves that being looks or the type of gear we have or the interactions or confidence and so on. A lot of the stuff, sometimes when we go into a negative head, negative headspace, we wouldn't say to our nearest and dearest, we wouldn't even say to our own or our enemies. It's, yes. it's the harshest voice and, and it's, it can be quite, well, it, it is quite, you I've I've had exercises in with my recovery where I have to retell some of the stuff in my head to another person, and I feel awful when when I say it out loud. Right. And and if if it sounds awful when you're saying it out loud, why why is it it's it's equally awful when it's in your head? Absolutely. Yeah, and and I love that you bring up gear because it it's not just body type. You know, it it's also like. Oh my gosh, I can't afford the uh, the boots that I want or oh my gosh, I can't afford the the best jacket, you know. Um and I I see that a lot and I've had people ask me that too. It's like, "Oh my gosh, you're like you're like my leather dream. You have all this stuff." And I'm like, "I am also where you're at sometimes. I promise you, you know. It's like like oh my gosh i want the the 20i tall boots and and i want the the gold plated belt buckles and i want the you know and uh, you just have to stop and realize like that is not what in, in this case that's not what makes you leather you know it's about your community it's about yourself it's about your authenticity we just use leather because that happens to be the material we wear but you know there's no dress code to get into this lifestyle there's just a lot of it's just being authentic. It's accepting yourself, you know, for who you are and what you have and knowing that it is okay. It's, it's, it's when, when it comes to gear, yes, there is a certain look or a certain brand and so on. And I, I subscribe to that. I have, I have some of the brands, but that's taken <laughs> years of collecting, saving up. It's being into lever is fucking expensive. Um, um, but when when you get that new piece of lever and you really saved up for it, it it is such a confidence booster. But if you don't have the funds and you buy something that's not necessarily the right brand, whatever that is, um, that doesn't matter. It depends on how you present yourself. How Mm. does it make you feel? Does it make you feel uh, powerful, masculine, feminine? whatever it makes you feel it, it that's the important bit like like you mentioned your your waistcoat your your first vest where yes it's a bad fit but it's about what it made you feel like yes and that you know and i i really ask people like does it make you happy and they're like well yeah it, like it really makes me happy and, it, and like so stop right there <laughs> take that take that moment of happiness right there um because i think all too often we see our journeys as like i'm chasing this thing you know i'm i'm chasing this look i'm chasing this level of skill and it's like goodness could you stop and look at how far you've come already you know it's like 
enjoy the fact that you just got this new vest. Enjoy the fact that you just got this new shirt. Is it the fancy shirt with the epaulets and like all like super skin tight and everything? No, that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. You're happy with this. You you get to wear this. You're you know you're gonna enjoy that. Um, and so that's one encouragement I've had for people, especially young people, you know, because I think we see an image and we want it. And in the age of instant gratification, enough is never enough. You know, there's, there's always, Oh, I gotta get this thing. Oh, I gotta get this thing. I gotta get this thing. And it's just like, slow down, (laughs) enjoy yourself. You know, pretty soon you'll have more than you know what to do with. I promise you, you've got your whole life ahead of you by the time you're retired. You'll be set, you know? You'll have free wardrobes. You don't know what to do with all the gear. And you'll probably <laughs> be lending it out to other younger men who is trying their journey out. Um, I've, I've interacted with, uh, in my early days, I interacted with, um, unfortunately, he's not with us anymore. But mm. he had like four wardrobes of gear. And I would go to him on a Friday, borrow an outfit and go out. Um, and... and that is also important that you, you can uh, not necessarily give gear away, but that is also a part of it. Hand-me-downs is also important. Um, oh, absolutely. I, I like to call it like whole community thrifting. You know, we're, we're always like, oh, either this thing doesn't fit me anymore. You know, here, have this. Or, oh, I outgrew this thing. Here, have this. You know, um, but I, I do appreciate the openness with which we all share things um, because at the end of, we want each other to have a good time. We want ourselves to feel the way that we can feel, um, you know, and I especially think you as a younger person, it, it probably felt good getting to wear that outfit. You know, it was like, Oh, this is great. This is what I like, you know? Um, and, and I think being able to facilitate that kind of thing is just an awesome part of what makes our community so special. Yeah, I, I, I have a friend who's going to come over one evening and we're going to watch a movie, but he's also now, he's a robber guy, but he's kind of gotten a little bit of, of a taste for the lever, but he doesn't mm-hmm. know precisely where to start and so on. And, and we're approximately the same size. So it was like, well, if you want to try some of my stuff on, that's more, I'm perfectly happy. And, and to be honest, I wouldn't mind seeing him some, some <laughs> of my gear, to be honest. If, I think that helps too. <laughs> Oh, absolutely, absolutely. He he would make a stunning lever man. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. no doubt in my mind. Um, but yeah, it's 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 so important, and it's 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 so nice to see that there is you you, you kind of have a wide variety where you represent something we miss a little bit in the community sometimes. Body yeah. positivity as a, a as a black kinkster, um, we we need to see more of that. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and and also give a voice for that as well. That's it's one of the reasons I'm really happy to have you on as well. Um, yeah, I'm happy to be here, and th- this has been amazing. Yeah, we were coming to the end of of the episode. Um, yeah. Is before we kind of close the episode down. Is there any like things you would have liked? To... It's not that long ago you started, <laughs> so it's it's like. But is there anything maybe in like like last couple of years where you kind of thought, oh, if I'd known this, this would have been a little bit better, better experience? Yeah. Um, I think the thing that I would have loved to have taken to heart is that this is a lifelong journey for me. And I am just starting out my life. You know, like I have 
at least 50 more years of this, you know, 50 more good years, if not more, you know, who knows what kind of magical medical marvel we'll have by the time <laughs> I, by the time I'm seven years old, who knows, you know? So it's like, this is a lifelong journey. Enjoy where you're at, pursue what you want, follow your passions because you have your whole life to complete your journey. You know, your journey doesn't, end really you know you're, you're just walking all the way to the finish line wherever that may be yeah i think a lot of the time we focus on what the next goal is instead of just enjoying the goal you just reached um i'm i'm definitely i i i have like fetish gear goals where it's like well i got this outfit now i need to save up for the next one instead of just <laughs> just taking a moment to enjoy what i actually just purchased instead oh yeah i know you know i i my latest um gear day like where i got to go i went down to san francisco i went to the shops i got to go to mr s um there's another store uh leather etc in san francisco and shop in person and it felt great you know and it, fortunately it was right before a big convention so that whole convention i'm like putting on all my new gear and i'm so happy and you know just taking that month or two to be like i'm not worried about what i'm getting next I'm, i got this i got this this is so cool um, and so that was that was a really fun time for me. Fantastic. So if anyone's like watched this and listened to this and they kind of got something out of the stuff you've said and so on, is there anywhere, where can they contact you? So um, obviously Instagram is a great place. Um, I do actually check my message requests. So um, you can also find me on TikTok also at Phrygian underscore monk. Um, that's where I make the bulk of my content. And I talk about leather history, what leather looks like today, as well as um, just general stuff. Um, I do have a FetLife as well, same name. Um, and I have a Twitter as well. That's for the more fun <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I know what you mean there. Um, <laughs> actually, just, just to my, just finish off. You mentioned TikTok, cause, and, and I'm, funny enough, that was also mentioned in, in my last episode because the guest I had on there was from TikTok. You're from TikTok. You probably know my profile as well. That's yes. Where some of our first interactions have been. I um, believe that's actually where we first got to interacting with each other, go. yes. There you go. So um, I, I think also my next guest is from, Twitter, uh, for, from TikTok as well. So I okay. have a whole section of TikTok people, <laughs> which is great. How, how do you excellent. find navigating TikTok and kink? because they can be it's, really annoying yeah so i'm at the perfect intersection of queer person of color and kinky um i don't i don't know what god is watching over me but my interactions on tiktok have actually been fine i think i've had two videos pulled and i've been doing this now for about two years uh, which is almost unheard of you know especially for being a person of color for being queer for being um kinky most people would have lost 10 accounts by now um, and so somehow I'm just hanging in there, riding my good luck wave. And, you know, I, I'm at a point where if it, if it happens, if they ban me, they ban me, you know, but I, I'm here to, I'm back. <laughs> uh, I'm here to create a community where people can be themselves. And no matter if that's 30,000 people or 30 people, you know, I'm, I'm just going to enjoy my time. It's it is important if you just reach that one person that's the main thing and this is 
also one of the reasons I do this. It's it's not I I I'm not expecting great listener. It's a very specific niche of a podcast. Uh, Absolutely. Sober. So uh, I don't expect big listeners or viewers numbers, but that's not what it is about. It's it's about that one person just coming back. Do you know what? That person you had on, he was great. They were great. Um, uh, and, and, and just have that interaction. And it's so important. Um, yes. But it's been absolutely lovely to have you on. Um, yes, thank you so much. Um, thank you for sharing um, your little little slice of kink life with us. <laughs> Absolutely, and thank you for having me. It's really an honor to get to talk to new people um, and just to get to interact with more of my community. It's it's so important, and this is where Instagram is actually great. Um, yes, we get the opportunity to do stuff like this and. We're a little, allowed to do a little bit more on Instagram than TikTok, which is good. Just a little bit, right? Just, just a smidgen. There's, there is still a boundary I absolutely to over overstep. Thank, thank God. Um, yes. But thank you for very much for coming on. It's been great. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was so lovely to have Monk on. Um, they really showed um, so much promise for um, a young fetish person um, and I'm so excited to see what their journey is going to bring but thank you very much for tuning in and I'll be back next week with another guest so stay safe stay kinky stay sober and um, yeah have a great weekend bye